Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Thank you, wonderful worship team. So good. And thank you, QB, for having me. This is exciting. This is exciting. Must be great being in this place. So good. Um, some of these people I spend a lot of time with, some people I don't. I haven't seen for a long time, which is so good. You know, um, I wanted to start with, you know, the Commonwealth Games surprisingly is on at the moment. And so I thought I'd ask you some questions about some do you know you questions. Am I ringing? I feel like I'm ringing. It's just me. Okay. Um, so, do, did you know this? In a walking race, and by the way, I'm a phys ed teacher, so I actually like this time of year, games, sports, all that sort of stuff, so that's my outside job. I actually worked out at Clarkson High School for about 10 years. We actually lived like straight across the road here in Mindari for, I don't know, till Kaylin and Jake, my daughter and son, went to high school. So this suburb, we spent a lot of time in. Um, so in a walking race, you know you're supposed to keep one foot on the ground. If you take two feet off the ground, you get disqualified. Everyone knows that one. Um, you can't replace soccer goalies. These are, for, sorry, football for those people um, from other places. Uh, you can't replace football or soccer goalkeepers um, unless um, they're fully injured, correct? You can't just throw another one in and go, oh, he's a better, he's a better, that's better. Yeah, okay, you can, okay. Um, if you injure yourself rounding the bases in baseball, so you do an ACL or something, you can't, you've got to actually continue. You can't put someone else in just to finish it. True. Golfers have to sign, any golfers have to sign your scorecards at the end, otherwise you get disqualified. Um, if you pitch in baseball and it gets lodged into the umpire's visor, <laughs> all the runners advance one base. So no wonder they're like trying to get it over the top. They're not. They're trying to get the guy, yeah, the umpire. Anyway, um, in um, this is a good one. This is this is really cool. Any anyone who likes driving, racing cars, that sort of stuff. This is good. Uh, if you receive the most mentions on Twitter during a Formula E race, E, electric, right, you get a boost. Your car gets a boost. How good is that? I didn't know that. In tennis, if the hat falls off of your opponent as a distraction, they, you get a negative point, point taken off. So that's why they don't wear hats. Um, well, they do, they're really tight. If you take a shoe off, uh, I love this one. If you take a shoe off and hit a soccer ball with it, it's a handball. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd start off with a bit of that because I wanted to talk a little bit about rules and um, rules that we uh, put ourselves or on our own lives. Now, I've got some really quirky sort of rules, like I never go out in socks outside. Never. And if I see my kids when they were kids, they'd be like, Dad, I'm like, no, we bought those socks, you know. <laughs> you know? Um, so uh, a couple of other ones, I always have a drink of water before I go to bed. Doesn't matter if I'm camping, whatever, I need a drink of water before I go to bed. Um, and I always rub my hands on the beach sand 
before I actually get into the water from surfing. I know, quirky, quirky rule. I'm trying to get all the sunscreen off so I don't like slip on the board. So quirky rules. I'm sure we've all got sort of little rules and stuff that we have in our life. Um, Others, other rules that we have in life, you know, they're not quirky rules, they're not governmental um, governmental rules, they're personal stances. And some of these stances confine us, they restrict us, they limit us um, from moving forward, from doing things. Like personal internal rules that we develop around boundaries of our life because of how we feel. Okay, so I'm too tired, I can't do that. My, you know, I'm too busy at work with my kids. I've just taken on a new job. I'm feeling like under pressure. Um, I tried once, I got burnt out. It felt like a failure. Um, I just can't do doing this one. The classic that I got spoken to me a couple of times. Um, I just got married. I can't, you know, can't do anything. Oh, that was a, that was a great one. Um, or some other rules develop around boundaries about how we might think. So. Man, they might think I'm crazy if I do that. Or I'm so uncoordinated. We're just playing this tape in our head. Or they might think I'm showing off and I'm super unqualified to do this. Or um, they might think I'm super spiritual if I actually do this. Um, he sings out of tune. These are some, some things that always go through my head and still do sometimes. Um, he's too old. All your thoughts are out there. People, you know, thinking about what other people think. Some other rules. I don't know if these are, these are like things that happen to me. So maybe it's just me talking to myself. Um, some rules developing around the boundaries of a life because of how we were brought up, our traditions. Um, ways that we just do things because of that's the way our family did things. Um, our habits, our opinions, because of the same opinions of our family. As much as I think that I'm not like my parents, um, there are some traits that follow in that area. Um, so some rules also that develop because of the tape that we play about what we think the future is going to be like. Um, so things like we become fortune tellers about what our future, what our road, what we think is going to happen. If I apply for that job, then I think this is going to happen. If I start that business or try to start that business, I feel like this is going to happen. Um, if I say yes to this position that's being offered to me, this is going to happen. Um, if I take on that role, if I share, you know, if I share that passion with someone that I have for something, then this is going to happen. Personal rules constrict us, they restrict us, and all those personal rules begin to put us in a little box and restrict where we can actually go in life. And God has planned us and planned a life for us that is so much further than that. We just have to get over this area that we're dealing with. These rules sometimes do such a work on us that we get stuck, we get bound. We get bound by the rules, bound by the rules that we're no longer willing to step again. So some of those things that I shared bind us and put us in a place where we're no longer willing just to take the next little step forward. Um, I've been there. I, I understand I'm still there sometimes. 
um, and I'll share a bit of that sort of stuff later. But in Hebrews 12, I think we've got that. Um, I think we've got that scripture. In Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, I love that picture of a cloud. You know, like when you look at the stars and it looks like a cloud? There's just billions and billions of stars there. It just begins to look like a cloud um, of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily, easily entangles. Let us run with freedom, openness, unrestricted. Anyone watched the marathon last night? Any of the marathons? They didn't have, like, weights on them. They weren't in training. They weren't doing altitude training. They're actually just running the race. They're as free as they can be, running the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I just want to break this down a little bit to help us have a look at what we spoke about in the beginning, those rules that want to bind us and want to put us in those places. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we look at these people, we look at that list. If you go back one chapter, there's a list, and it is exhaustive, of all these amazing people. But they're there as motivation for us to look at and to be motivated by, not to be like, oh, you're not as good as Noah, you're not as good as these people, but to motivate us to step again into the race that's marked out for us. The final number, as I said, is so vast, but each of them were human beings. Each of them were like us. They were just in a different time. They would have thought similar thoughts. They would have had the same family issues. They grew up, you know, they would have had the teenagers in the house. They would have hurt their shoulders at work. They would have been facing all these issues that we face. So they were human, but something happened in their life where they radically encountered God. They radically encountered God in such a way that they were drawn continually to Him. It's unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Um, Because if we have a look at these people, they kept stepping, they kept moving. And some of the people that were mentioned, Abel, so he was Adam and Eve's son, sacrificed his firstborn of the livestock, which cost him time, which cost him money, which cost him the future of what this animal was going to be. But trust in God. Enoch walked with God. He didn't just live with God. He walked with God for 300 years. That's that's a fairly long time. Um, Noah, we know Noah's story, built the ark without actually knowing that there was going to be water. He was like, he encountered God so much that he decided to build the ark that God asked him to build. It was a decision, but he did it. Um, Abraham trusted God physically to go to another country. Physically, he became the nation, the, the, the father of the nations. And then he offered his son as a sacrifice. God came through and saved that son, thankfully. Um, but he trusted God. And this, this is encouraging. He trusted God when he was young. He trusted God when he was middle age. And he trusted God when he was old. We can see that trust. 
the one that hit me is the Israel nation gets mentioned. Every one of this nation that was brought out of Egypt had to trust God when they crossed over into the desert and, and into the promised land. Every single person. They didn't just like hop on some cloud and they all, they actually all walked through the sea that was parted. They all did that. So they all trusted God. We can add other people, you know, there was a whole list there, but we can add Paul, we can add Peter, John, James, all the disciples. We could add Mother Teresa in there, Billy Graham, Martin Luther King, etc., etc. These are all in those cloud of witnesses as examples for us to follow. But God wanted a moment and in their lives. And over time, he kept doing it again and again to help them step forward. God encouraged, God you know, empowered them to continually step forward again and again. My message today is, oh, the places you will go. Anyone remember that, um, Dr. Seuss? Oh, the places you will go. Think about these people. Oh, the places. Do you reckon they grew up going, oh, I'm going to build an ark? No. Oh, I'm going to lead the people across. I'm going to go into Egypt and I'm going to come against the Pharaoh. I'm going to... They didn't think that. But God took them on this journey. Oh, the places you will go, that we will go when we trust in God and take those steps. Let's for a moment throw off everything that hinders us, even if it's just for this time here, before we go out again. Let's throw off all those things that hinder us, hinder us, even for a moment right here. All the rules, how we feel, what others might think, past experiences, how we were raised up, our overprotective rules, our fear of um, things happening to us, our habits, our closed door sins, our closed door sins. Let's throw them all off. Where does Jesus, or where is Jesus leading you again to step? Where is that? Where is that place? Oh, the places we will go when we run the race marked out for us. And can you imagine? Imagine what God wants to do. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. God has a plan for you. He's designed and he's laid a race out in front of you. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 14, it says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many parts. It's talking about us. We're one body. We're one body made up of many parts. Um, this morning, we... we um, had, had something at, at HH where everyone lined up about a few people lined up and how each person in the body of Christ is essential for the body of Christ to operate. We're all one body. We're all run a race. We're all running a journey. We're all on that race. You know, think about the marathon. They, they all have to run the race. They don't exactly face the same challenges all at the same time. 
they all get to finish the race. They don't necessarily finish in whatever it is, an hour and something. Some of them finish later. Some of them finish, you know, at first. Some of them finish fifth all the way through to the last person, but they finish. They're all running a race. They all have different things that are going on um, and different strengths, different weaknesses. Each member in the cloud of witnesses had their own race, just like us. We've all got our own race. A side note, looking at other people does help motivate us, keep us in time and stretch us like a marathon. But when we try to do everything they are doing, we quickly have issues. If I run the same way as Pastor Steve runs, I'm going to have issues. He's a little bit shorter than me. If I try and run in those same paces, I'm going to be, if he tries to run the same as me, if I try and mimic him exactly, I'm going to have issues. He's going to have issues. Um, but me trying to run the race has helped me to see what type of racer I am. You running the race and taking that next step is going to help you find out who you actually are and who what your gifts are in Christ. For example, I'm not an administrator type racer. Put me in an office and I'm just like, this is the worst day of my life. Okay? Especially if I'm there, I can do like little stints, like I can do an hour or two, but if you're going to put me there all for eight hours, it's an issue. So I'm not like that. I'm not a... Sorry, just lost that for a minute. Um, I'm not a mercy shower type runner. If you've got issues, get over them and let's keep going. Alright, that's me. I'm sorry. But there are people here that are mercy showers. You come and tell them an issue, they're like, oh my gosh, let me pray for you, that's so sad. And they'll hear your whole story. Just give me the story once, let's move on. That's me, okay? I'm sorry. Um, I do like organisation. I like it organised. But I also like it free. You know, like during worship, I'm like, let's just keep going with that. Whatever that looks like at the end of the journey, let's look, let's go that. I love getting in the car and going holidays and going, I don't know where we're going, let's just But then I do like it organized. So what does it look like for you? What does that look like? Me at the moment, I just wanted to give you some examples of what it looks like for me at the moment in 2022. I've been on a big journey been on a really big journey. There's a whole lot of story behind what you see here today. But I've been a husband for 27 years. By faith. I didn't see the journey. I didn't see what it was going to be like. I was fearful to take that step. But it's been adventurous and challenging and incredible. I'm a dad for 21 years. By faith, I didn't. I didn't want kids. I wanted no kids. I just, you know. But by faith, we had kids, and it's been adventurous. It's been challenging, but such an amazing privilege to do that. I'm a high school teacher by faith, leading, pastoring, evangelising, seeing what others don't see, encouraging, equipping. You know, through this race, I found out that that's me. 
someone who leads, someone who pastors, someone who evangelizes in that mix. I maybe not fit into the traditional pastor, teacher, leader type mold, but that's me. Um, overseeing ushering at Hepburn Heights, connect group leading, doing those sorts of things is like, okay, let's take another step. Let's see what that looks like, Lord. I'm a bit fearful. I don't know what's going on. I get all these crazy thoughts, ideas, visions, um, things that we can do as a church, things that we can do. I do you know, it's not normal, but it does fit into the body of Christ. Where do you fit into the body of Christ? Oh, the places we will go. Please trust me today that your life will be an incredible adventure. As we continue to step, as we continue to see the next step that we can take in the Lord. Oh, the places you go. As we fix our eyes on Jesus, the ultimate example of our faith, enduring the cross, scorning its shame, enduring such opposition. As we begin to step, what do those steps look like? Today I believe, and I started with your phones, today I believe God's putting stuff in your life, in your mind, in your heart. Ideas, thoughts, the next little step. What does that look like? Reminding you of your past, reminding you of what He's spoken, what He's prophesied to you, what He's said to you in the past. He's bringing that up again and He wants you to act on that. What does that look like? You know, at the beginning of 2020, Pastor Jay shared the message on, this year is going to be the best year in the Bible. What happened in the year 2020? <laughs> I'm like, God, how can this be the best year in my Bible? I've struggled with reading my Bible. I'm like, how can this be the best year? You're going to laugh at this. But out of that came Dave's Dunny Devotions. I've got a Bible now that sits in the toilet. My family pay out of me, they laugh at me, but I'm like, God, this was the biggest revelation, the biggest just weight off me. Every morning, go to the toilet, Dunny Devotions with Dave. <laughs> take so long in the toilet, Dad? Because I'm reading my Bible. That's what I do. But I'm like, God, thank goodness that you spoke to me, that I took that step and went, okay, let's see how this goes. You know? Um, so step again. Oh, the places you'll go. For some, it's been a while since you've stepped. In this world that seems like we need to hunker down, we need to gather, we need to protect, that everything's going crazy. God says, run the race. God says, would you step again? Would you step again? Dunning Devotions isn't like this massive, incredible thing that's going to change the world. It changes my world every morning. It keeps me aligned with what God is doing. It can be as big and as small as what God is talking to you about. Where's that next step in your life? Where is that? Um, today, I, I'm going to ask you to respond. I feel like I feel like we need to respond. All during the week, I'm like, God, you're, 
you're sharing something with me for QB that is really important. I look around and there's a group of people here. You, your heart is here. You're excited to be in this place and you have a vision for what's going on around you here, for these suburbs that surround you. You have a vision for these chairs to be filled up. God wants to do that in your midst. God wants to do something fresh in you. As you step, can you imagine? 40 of us all taking that next step in God. And then the next month taking that next step. What does that look like? Oh, the places we will go. Oh, the places you will see. Oh, the places you will experience. The incredible challenges you will face. Because remember, those people were challenged. It's not like, oh my gosh, we're on the cloud and we're just floating through life. It's been, no, there's challenges on the way. As we step, we encounter God in such a way. Think about their lives. They encountered God such a way that they continued to push them forward in Him. So how do we do this? How does this? How do we live in this world and continue to step forward? How do we achieve success in the race marked out for us when it seems like there's so much stuff that is coming and moving toward us? fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. He's pioneered this stepping life. He's pioneered this whole way. He's the perfecter of our faith. He's the perfecter of taking those small steps. You look at the life of Jesus. He continues to step. It wasn't easy. He continued to step. He continued to step, making a way for us to follow. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Conversations, decisions, Opening your hearts to people. Opening your conversations. Bring your ideas to people. You know, I had a meeting with Pastor Karen the other week um, at, at HH, and I just went, these are all the, my thoughts and ideas, and she's sitting there going, okay, what do we do with all that? I don't know. But, you know, like, you need to share. You need to converse with You need to talk to people about those things. Jesus made a way for you. Today you need to hear that. Jesus made a way for you. Jesus has made a way for you to take that next step, to move in that direction again. Jesus has made a way for you. Step again. Oh, the places you will see. Oh, the places we will see. Enduring what he endured, facing what he faced, doing what he did, making the decisions that he made, open up a path for us to follow. Through his life and death, we have places to go. Through his life and death, we have places to see. To see. Through his life and death, we have things to stand on. Through, life, through his life and death, we have a community to reach. Through his life and death, we have a nation that needs him. And by us stepping and taking those steps, we get to achieve that for him. Why don't you stand with me this afternoon? I keep saying tonight. It's actually this afternoon. As I've been speaking, I feel that God's been putting stuff in people's hearts. God's been... 
planning little ideas. And it's not necessarily doing stuff at church. It's like, it could be starting businesses. It could be the next step in business. It could be the next step. It could be the next step in something. The next step at school. The next step at university. The next step wherever you are. Whatever you're doing. God's placing stuff in your hearts. We need to respond to that. God, we need to respond to you. devotions with Dave. Don't think too hard. But they're those little steps that make massive changes. So if that's you, I just want you to raise your hands or just put your hands out in front of you. Would you come again and help us to take that next step? To take that next step in you. Or whatever that looks like, whatever that is, it might be scary. We might have a sense of fear because we've never been that way before. We've never done that before. We've never had to face those failures. We've never had to face those fears. We've never had to face those hurts and those pains before. But you're calling us again. We want to we want to be at the end of our days a part of that cloud of witnesses encouraging others. We want to be well done. We want to hear that well done, good and faithful servant for keeping for keeping on taking those steps. So, Lord, tonight I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come and would settle and would and would really. Um, solidify what you want to do in the lives of us here. Lord, you want to take us from where we are. You're not happy with us just staying staying where we are, but you want to take us and move us forward. And so, Lord, I pray that you would empower every single person here tonight. You would empower them to move forward. Lord, it can be a big step, it can be a small step, but help us to move forward again in you continue to move forward in you. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, we know that you've created us into a body, one body. And Lord, as we move as one, Lord, you will be able to do some incredible things. Oh, the places we will go in you. Oh, the places we will go in you. A lot of smile as we say that. Oh, the places and we will go in you as we step forward in you. Help us to run the race, Lord. Help us to run the race. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.